You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Lori, how you doing? Good to see you. Great, Dave. How are you? Excellent. Lori Patrick, uh, Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc. on Inside Real Estate this week with us. Yes. You know, there comes a certain point in time where you just got to get out of Dodge. Get the road jack. Take a powder. Get uh, out. This this is a note to sellers. This is a note to sellers. And it's not something that I find often because most sellers are advised and have been advised by their agents and realize it's in their best interest. Get out of the house when I'm coming to show your house. Get out. But recently I've had uh, a, you know, a few uh, number of them come up where they don't get out of the house. And it immediately changes the whole showing. Immediately. Mm-hmm. You're, it's the self-sabotaging. Buyers aren't comfortable with you there. Uh, the recent one, I'm, you know, I was subtly kind of trying to hint, would you like to go for a walk? Maybe you would sit on the back deck, you know, maybe not so subtle after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, no, they park themselves in the living room. They stay in the living room and it's their house. I get it, but I'm trying to sell your house and I'm bringing buyers in and they're immediately uncomfortable that you're there. It changes the whole showing. Everybody starts whispering. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it must change the dynamics, but, but, but immediately. how so? Yeah. Well, we all start whispering uh. in this kitchen. <laughs> you know, look at this, you know, and everything's whispered in hushed tones and nobody wants to insult somebody's house while they're sitting in wink, it. Wink, wink and a nod, nod and just a gesture over there and a Absolutely. face that's made of some sort. You know. I'm making faces, I'm doing hand gestures, pointing, trying to point something out um, because, you know, no offense to the seller, but we don't want to see you. We want to see your house. Mm-hmm. And this is why, um, you know, for sale by owners or agents sell far more homes than private sellers mm-hmm. because... The buyers want to go in with their agent. They want to look at your house. They don't want you quizzing them. The seller, too, is asking us questions and pointing out things. We don't need that. If I have any questions about the house, I will go through your agent, as I should. Um, you know, and not that they were unfriendly. It mm. was just very uncomfortable. So it, it's just, you, you need to get out of the house. The, the showing changes. You're sabotaging yourself. Then we move downstairs because you're just trying to get away from them at this point. So then you move downstairs <laughs> and you start whispering downstairs about what you saw upstairs. And then you think, well, what was that room like? Because I didn't really go in it. So then you go back upstairs to try to get a look at the room and then we're back downstairs. So eventually you're just popping your head in each room and you're out the door. And if you think you like it, then we'll try and book a showing and go back. And I will say to their agent when they call for feedback or even if they don't call, because not all of them do, say, we want to go back and look at that. We want your sellers out of the house. And sometimes they're surprised they didn't get out of the house. No, they didn't. And, um, and, you know, there was one recent one, which was even little more. This doesn't happen often, but the seller stayed home for the entire home inspection, sold a house, entire home inspection. They were there. Now, the the reason sometimes I've had this happen in past where the seller, um, not, they're not combative, but they want to challenge the home inspector. If he finds something that they don't think is wrong, this Mm -hmm. isn't wrong with my house. There, and, you know, you know your house better than anybody, I, I would agree, probably. But the, the home inspector's coming in as kind of a fresh set of eyes, impartial. Yeah, neutral third party. Neutral third party. He's hired by the buyer, so he's not going to be interacting with you much at all, and nor should he. And, and he's, he's coming in to tell his buyers his neutral third party opinion about this house. So you can tell him that, yes, you know, this is how I jury read these eaves because... This is how it works best, but mm-hmm. he's going to say, well, that's not to code, right? Little, mm-hmm. little things little like things, that. Yeah. But so the inspectors don't like it if the sellers are there the whole time. It's, it just doesn't help the process. And then when the seller, the buyer comes at the end for a walkthrough and you've got the sellers in the house, 
I mean, that was uh, eventually at that point, we got the sellers out and they sat out front in their truck, but then you feel rushed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sitting outside and you feel, well, now what do we do? You know, like you, you don't want to leave them sitting out there, but, and in this situation, cause I understand sometimes you can't get out. Yeah. No, sometimes there are valid circumstances, valid circumstances, health reasons. Sometimes there's pets or children, you know, you have a sick child, things like that. I, I completely understand that. But then I guess just do your best to make yourself scarce. Yeah. Go to the basement when we're upstairs, vice versa. If it's still summer, go for a walk around the block, if at all possible, or just even sit out on the back deck. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. let us talk in the house so that we don't feel rushed and we can open a cupboard, you know, open a closet. Because that's what they want to do, right? Yeah. Buyers want to feel like, is this going to feel like home to me? And they don't want to do that when the seller's sitting in the living room, kind of watching them. And they don't want to insult their house to them. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I mean, some sellers, you know, you, okay, I can kind of understand that, you know, they want to be there and they want to, but at the same time, there's still a lot of listings out there. There's a lot of homes for sale out there. And if you make it more difficult for a buyer to appreciate your home mm-hmm. by sitting in the middle of it when they're trying to look at it, you're not doing yourself any favors. No, we're moving on to the next home. And, and you know, this recent one where the sellers were there in the living room, I thought it was a pretty good house for my buyers. I haven't been able to get them to go back, and I don't know that it was because they were sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel that had they not been there, we'd have stayed a lot longer, looked a lot harder, and they might be considering it more. Mm-hmm. They've kind of dismissed it in their head, but I think if I could have had some more time in there with them, um, it, it would have helped. So just, And I did talk to that agent after the fact, and he was. What? They were in the house? And I'm sure there was a conversation that happened mm-hmm. after that. But... You just you just have to get out of the house. Well, and so much of you know, buying a home when you're a buyer, I mean, there's the practicalities of it. You know, is there enough bedrooms? Is there enough bathroom? You know, there's the practicalities. But so much of it is feeling. So much of it is emotion. And if your takeaway impression of the home after walking through it and whispering, because if, if, if the takeaway emotional feeling is uncomfortable or awkward, it's hard to fall in love with that house. Oh, it, exactly. It, it is entirely. You just, you don't feel, like, part of the feeling is, could I live here? Would I feel at home here? Would my kids like it here? That sort of thing. But you're standing in the house with the people who currently live in the house with all their stuff, and you don't want to open drawers and closets and, you know, get into too much detail, so you can't get the feeling. Well, and the question of the feeling that they're trying to figure out is, could I live here? Could, could my family and I live here? Not, could my family and I live here with them in the living room? Yeah, with, the, you know, with, with, with roommates. That, with that nice couple sitting on <laughs> nice the couch couple. staring at us. Yes. You know, that's not the... That's it, the I, you know, I, do, I don't. And, you know, I don't know if I wasn't given off some good... I thought I was given off some fairly good verbal cues that maybe just, you know, do you want to go for a walk? <laughs> so <laughs> it's just happened a few times recently. So I thought maybe it was time to just give a little reminder to sellers, if at all possible. I know it's inconvenient selling your house, mm-hmm. but that's just the way it is. But when, when you are selling your house, make it as nice as possible for showing and then leave. And, and, and you know, the more showings you leave for them, the, like the more that's going on, the more nicer you have to keep it all the time because there's so many people coming and going and you're always, and then, oh, we got to leave again. Oh, we got to leave again. The upside is you're getting showings. If you're having to leave a lot, that's good news for you. Yeah. It may be inconvenient, but yeah. you should take that as a win. Yes. Yes. Because the, the ones who aren't having to clean up the house and aren't worried when they go to work during the day, they're going to have a showing. Those are the ones that aren't doing so well. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the little cue for for sellers, you mm-hmm. know. And also, you know, too, I think, and and it's not there's little tips for buyers and little things that we should be somewhat attentive to, and attention to detail. And uh, oh, by the way, 
giving you the heads up on the odd uh, little tidbit of information from time to time can be a big help, can't it? Oh, it can. You know, sometimes buyers have to tell their agents absolutely as much information as possible. And I think oftentimes I ask a lot of questions, but sometimes, you know, one slips past me and I'm thinking to myself, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> but um, I, I mean, it's the, the conversation before I go out, there's always the, have you been pre-approved? Um, are you working with an agent? If I can meet with them, I do. If I can't, then we're having that conversation. I'm not going anywhere until I know if you're pre-approved. And, um, but now I've learned, because I used to assume the house you're calling on or the other houses we're looking at, you're pre-approved for the price range we're looking at. But that's not necessarily Not necessarily true. I started to figure out that they're pre-approved for about 50000 less. So now I have to say, what amount are you pre-approved for? Or do you have a letter from your bank that says you're pre-approved from this amount? Because they're thinking... Well, the seller will drop 50000 to what I'm no. pre-approved for. Well, it's like in the assumption by so many buyers that are going out there that they can do the low-ball bid, right? Yes. That's so they're thinking, oh, if it's, you know, 350000 well, okay, we're pre-approved for three hundred. So, yeah, we should be able to look in the 350000 range. The price may be a good price. It may be market value at three fifty. Exactly. That, that, almost that exact scenario happened to me last week was... They're approved for three hundred. We're standing in a house for three fifty or three fifty nine, and I thought again to myself, okay, why are we standing in this house? You're pre-approved, but we're we're too low. And he, well, would they negotiate? Well, first of all, it's a builder, so probably not that much. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it's priced well, so we need to figure this out because we're in the wrong house for your price range. And if they think they're going to get that much off, I, if I think there's something out there that's priced far over that far over and I've spoken to the agent and I have some inside information and I've talked to, like I say, the listing agent or the builder, and I know perhaps we could get a good deal on it. Then I will find it. I will find it for you. And I will tell you about it. You have no way of knowing and just blanket looking at houses, 50, 60,000 over what you're approved Mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be successful. Well, and and the flip side of it too, is that if you're looking at homes that are 50, $60,000 more than you're actually approved for, when reality hits and you actually have to start looking at the homes in the range that you're approved for, none of them are going to measure up to what you've been looking at previously, which realistically you couldn't buy. Exactly. That, that's the second part of the problem. When I say we're not buying this for 300 here's what we're buying for 300 Yeah, it's a little bit of cold water on the face. So you have to be realistic when you're going in and... If you think you're going to overshoot your rate, your your price range because mm-hmm. the seller's going to accommodate you, it's not going to happen. So you just tell tell me everything up front. I can take it. I can handle the truth. I need to know it all. I mean, even just a minor one. This uh, I can handle the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear more truths when we come back. Okay, because right? I know you've still got some more. I got a few more. All righty. Looking to buy or sell? Turn the key. Call Lori today. Five nine one fifty one ninety two. The website lauriesells.ca. Back with more of Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick of Century 21 Dome Realty after this. You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Lori Patrick with me from Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc. on Inside Real Estate. Uh, Lori, just before we uh, took a break there, uh, talking about, gee, why didn't you tell me that earlier kind of moments? Sometimes when you're out with buyers and you need to know everything that they can tell you about what might be happening, whether it's with what do they actually pre-approve for as opposed to what they think they might be able to buy something for, which may or may not be the same thing. Uh, and, and other instances where there's little things that just all of a sudden pop up out of the blue and you go, what, what, what excuse me, back, back that up just for a second. What, 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 what was that? Yes, I know that, you know, you would think that sometimes 
these details you would you would offer up to me and I'm constantly asking questions but I I don't think of all of them I guess sometimes but uh, I've had a recent uh, buyers couple that I've been showing and they're looking at house and condo mm-hmm. and so um, you know we, we've been looking for a while we've looked at quite a few they're they're getting a little antsy they need to buy something and um, one of their um, uh, we found something that we we thought I thought was a good option and and uh, a good opportunity. And then I, I got uh, a message back, well, it's not pet-friendly. Oh, this is the condos now? Yeah, on the condos. And I thought, pet? What pet? Do we have a pet? When did we get a pet? <laughs> <laughs> this might have been good information I could have had yesterday. But um, uh, so just little things like that. And, and um, it wasn't that they had one, but maybe they wanted to get one, so they wanted to the option. Oh, okay, okay. And so it's, it's um, th- that's sort of, that's the stuff I need to know. Yeah. Now, often if I have somebody who does have a pet and they're looking at condos, I will get the phone call saying, don't even show it to me if I can't take yeah. my little dog with me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, some people offer you a lot of information and some kind of, I don't know if they're trying to keep it a mystery, but I need to know it because it'll help me and I can help you then. But it's like any good mystery. It can be unlocked with the smallest of clues. You know, yeah, exactly. Just the littlest of details. Don't ever think that you're telling me too much information. <laughs> I will take it all in. <laughs> I will file it away on you. So now I know pet in the future, right? Mm. For those particular people. Work your way down the checklist as you go. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes I, I, you know, not in this, this kind of market where it's been, it's been really a buyer's market for a while. For a while. Uh, and it's starting to maybe starting to balance out a little bit more. But, you know, I, behind the scenes, this is inside real estate, obviously. Behind the scenes, you talk to so many agents what types of things are, are you hearing from other agents, you know, from those kind of little moments? Because, come on, we know you talk. We do. We do. We have, we have all sorts of conversations behind the scenes. So uh, recently I was, uh, I was at an event, and it was, there were some realtors there and, and others not in the industry. And, and I had to leave it to go to uh, do two showings, a couple mm-hmm. showings. So I, I, you know, took a break for about an hour and a half. I was just doing a little bit of a job there. And uh, when I came back, we were sitting down and having a conversation, and the, an agent in the crowd said, How'd your showings go? I said, oh, they went, they went pretty well. Um, they prefer the one that I think is the lesser of the two houses. They prefer that house. Uh, they don't like the one that I think is the better house as much mm-hmm. yet. And, you know, just then that's a common yep. thing to say. And, and the agent and some of the other people at the table, I, I just found it interesting because I thought there's probably a lot of this that goes on in the industry. In fact, I know there is. There was just kind of a shoulder shrug. Well, oh, their mistake then, you know, if that's the one they want to buy, they figure it out later down the road and... What are you going to do? And I thought to myself, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. There's a lot I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, the people are going to pick the house that they want. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not talking superficial, like I liked the paint better in this one or the kitchen cupboards, because that sort of stuff you can change. But if there's some substantial reason why I think one house is better than the others, whether it be another one or another five, I mean, I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to give you my honest opinion and how that factors into resale and value. Um, you know, if it's something to do with layout, structure, location, you have to know all that. At you least can, based on what their needs are that they've told and expressed to you. Exactly. Cause I've asked all the questions. I've been nosy already, <laughs> but you can still, obviously I'm not going to stop you or, or, discourage you if you ultimately land on that uh, mm-hmm. a, a different house and it's not made they maybe that i think that other one's a bad house i just think for the price range this is a better house and here's why mm-hmm. um but i'm certainly not going to just shrug and say 
you know, I'm not an order taker. I'm not going to yeah. say, okay, if that's the one you want, let's go over here and not offer up an opinion why I think this one's better. Are there a lot of order takers? I think there is sometimes, you know, um, it's, it's, it's when you go out on listings, sometimes uh, y- you wonder how much this, the agent discussed with the seller their listing price. I mean, sometimes I think they just take the li- take the listing mm-hmm. at the price the seller wants to get the listing. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, you know, they'll worry later about reducing the price. And you can, you can see that. I mean, it's, it's obvious to us that have been doing it for a number of years. Um, and then, of course, if you're showing buyers, sometimes it's just, well, why, why talk them out of something to make more work for yourself? Well, because it isn't just about me. It's not about me. Yeah. I got to find them the right house. What's best for the client? What's best for the client? Because, you know, real estate's a marathon, right? I don't, yeah. I don't want uh, an unhappy client two, three, four years from now when they won't phone me to resell that. And I didn't point out to them. This layout is a little difficult to sell, a little tricky. This, this location might not be your best bet. That sort of thing. But as long as they know, and I they mean, this to is know. the bottom line, you know, they need to know and you're going to tell them, you know, here's my opinion. And again, based on resale, based on layout, based on what you've been telling me, they may still have fallen in love with that other home. And that's fine. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. If, they, if that's still the one you like, you know, that's great because there's going to be other buyers like you when you go to sell. But being hardwired to kind of think of resale all the time, mm-hmm. I just want you to know that. And I want to tell you why I think one is superior to another and what your issues might be with this particular one. It can still be your home. I'm just, I just need you to know this stuff. So doing the job of a, of a top agent? I'd like to think so. A radical concept. <laughs> radical concept. I got to tell them, right? <laughs> hey, listen, it's always great chatting with you. You too, Dave. See you next time. Looking to buy or sell? Turn the key. Call Lori today. 591-5192. The website, lorisells.ca. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick of Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc.